This week is going to be an amazing week for our church. If you were uh, listening the last several weeks, either in person or online, uh, probably about the last three weeks, we talked about this week is beginning a week of, of what we're talking and encouraging everybody in the church concerning prayer and fasting. Uh, this week, we've set aside the week and uh, are encouraging you to join with us. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but I want to give the whole lesson today to really talk about this event that should be a cornerstone and needs to be a cornerstone in your and my life, which is fasting, adding fasting, regular times of fasting to our personal prayer life, our personal uh, life with Christ. And I, I, I want to I, I talk about a bunch of different things. We, we've talked about fasting uh, many, many uh, times over the course of uh, 20 years that I've been here. And, and I've been in ministry for almost 36 years, so I don't know how many different lessons I've taught on fasting. And what I've done this year, I thought, let's just narrow it down. And so I, wanna, I, I want us to, this one Sunday, the very first Sunday of, of 2022, looking at a week of fasting and prayer. We've done 10 days of prayer. We've done three days of prayer. We've done 21 days of prayer. Probably some of your friends in different churches are going to be doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. I, I, I want to give us a week that we just kind of like set ourselves up for a week. Like I, I'm, I'm going to wrap my head around this. I'm going to do this. And I want to give you some benefits. I want to talk to you from the Word of God about why I think you should and why not. I don't even think you should. I think you should. <laughs> so when I say I think, you should fast and pray. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it, not from the natural side so much, but really from the spiritual side. Uh, let me just give you this one scripture, then we'll jump into some things. It's from Isaiah chapter 58, 6. If you've ever read Isaiah 58, almost the entire chapter is talking about fasting. But, but here's what Isaiah just says in, in, in chapter 58, verse 6, just this one part. He says, God talking now through the prophet Isaiah, is this not the fast that I have chosen? And Isaiah is prophesying that, hearing the voice of God for the nation of Israel. And they were doing all kinds of things in all kinds of ways that were displeasing to God. And even fasting in a wrong way for a wrong purpose. And so God really talked through the prophet Isaiah. And I'd encourage you to read Isaiah chapter 58 because it details some things specifically in that context with that nation in the Old Testament, what God was looking for. And uh, we see from the Bible, from the Old Testament to Jesus' life to the New Testament to the disciples, is that Israel fasted and prayed really for a breakthrough. The enemy would come and, and they would fast and pray and, and seek God, and God did some amazing things. And then we know that Jesus fasted. Jesus uh, was asked, actually asked from some people and said, hey, uh, the Pharisees are always fasting, and how come your disciples don't fast? And Jesus said, uh, uh, they're not going to fast because, right now because the bridegroom, speaking of him, is with them. But when the bridegroom is gone, uh, the people will fast in those days. And so what Jesus was really saying to them, and this really, we, we could spend a lot of time here, but one of the benefits of fasting adding fasting to your prayer is that when you do not sense the bridegroom in your life, that's Jesus, you need to fast. When the presence of Jesus is no longer real and apparent to you, that is an indication that you need to press in and add fasting to your prayer. Um, 
but, but I, I love this verse, is this not the fast that I have chosen? And so what we're asking everybody in the room, everybody online that will listen, you know, maybe later, is that if you don't have a medical reason for not fasting, we're encouraging everybody to ask God, God, what have you chosen for me to do? We're not the kind of church that says everybody needs to like, like not eat on Monday or, and then eat on Tuesday. And then not, we don't do that. We're, we want you to be spirit-led. We want you to, to ask God, what do you want me to do? What, what's, what's my part? Um, is it a certain meal every, every day for the next you know, five or six days that I need to skip and have that time devoted to God? Is it all day? Can I do that? And listen, if you've never fasted for an extended period of time, I would encourage you maybe pump the brakes a little bit and just start. Like, like, like cause can, I, can, I, can I tell you something? If you're used to eating three meals a day and you don't have breakfast, by, by the time about 8 o'clock in the morning, if you eat at 6 o'clock, you're going to be screaming. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's not a good thing. I'm just saying set, set yourself up for success and not failure. Because what I've known in my life over the course of all these years that I've been doing this uh, uh, the enemy will try to come and bring condemnation if you sometimes slip in your fast. Can I get a who, amen in the house? Anybody? So, so, so when can I, what, what, what does my fast look like, God? When can I, with my schedule, I'm still working. How, how can I devote, what, what time can I devote to you? Pull away from food and, and, and devote to you. Is it all day? Is it several meals? It, you figure that out. Is it certain food? And the answer to that will, of course, be yes, it is certain foods. Uh, uh, listen, I'm encouraging you. No junk food. No sweets, no, 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 no fast food, all that stuff. Get off that stuff. All we, come on. Part of a fast, it, it, the natural side of a fast is a cleanse. And, and not only the physical things that you're leaving, but of course the spiritual application is what we're after. But I would encourage everybody to, to really look at this maybe all week long. Get off, get off meats. Get off meat. At least for a couple of days. Get off meat, eat, eat vegetables, eat, eat rice, eat grains, eat fruit. Not fruit loops, eat fruit. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. I hope for the next 30, 35 minutes that I can paint a picture that you'll want to do this because when we see the benefit of it. I'm asking everybody, including me, this is going to be a challenge for me, <laughs> to, to unplug from all electronics. I'm asking you to unplug from TV, unplug from gaming, unplug from your computer. I'm asking you to unplug from YouTube, unplug from Netflix, unplug from Hulu, unplug from Instagram and TikTok, unplug from whatever you've been plugged into for the next several days this week. Uh, you have to on work. You, you need to do that. You need to answer emails. Of course, we all know that. We, we can't stop doing life, but we can stop doing useless things. And, and we're, what we're going to do is we're, we're, we're going to let go of that, and, and we're going to use the time to draw closer to God. And, and at the end of the week, can I tell you what's going to happen? You are going to be amazed at you. There's going to be a change in you. Come on, anybody excited about that? Come on, anybody excited about that? So here's what I'm asking you to do also. 
is that is that on, on Tuesday night? Here, here's what, here's our just a little quick schedule. Is that the, the, is that on Tuesday night? I, I think it might might pop up uh, on Tuesday night. On Tuesday night, we're going to be here at six o'clock. On Tuesday night, we're going to be here at six o'clock, and we're going to have a time that we're just calling all church prayer and, and fasting. We're, we're all joined together. Maybe, maybe you just get off work, and you and and you would say maybe Tuesday night, I'm, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to skip my meal. Uh, I'm going to come to the church. We're going to be here from six to seven. Uh, uh, it's kid friendly. There's no kids classes. Just bring your kids. Have something to color if they're small in the back. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We'll have some corporate time, all church time that we can just get together and we can pray about certain things. Then on Friday night, on Friday night at 7 p.m., do we have all that, guys? Uh, got thumbs up? It's back there. It's not here, though, somehow. Okay, so on Friday night at, at 7 p.m., we're going to be here for a worship night. So we'll kind of like end the week with just praise and worship. Come on, everybody. Come on, we're going to preach, pray, and prophesy. Come on, everybody. Right? Friday night, 7 so, Come on. Y'all online, come in, in, in the room. So, so that's kind of just our schedule. But otherwise, I need you, I'm asking you to set aside a time every single day to fast and pray. Set aside a time that you're, you're, you're you, you're devoted to God. You're, 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 just, you're, just, you're just in the pocket. But then all day, what I'm asking you to do is just be conscious of prayer. Be conscious, be in an attitude to pray. The scripture says this. Pray without ceasing. How do you do that? Does that mean I'm muttering things all day? Not really. It's just I'm in an attitude of prayer. I, 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 my ear of my heart is ready to hear God. Being in an attitude of prayer, that's a benefit that's going to happen in your life this week. Let, let me say this. Let, let, let me encourage you. Don't let prayer and fasting turn into works-based instead of worship-based. Meaning this, that, that, that all of a sudden I'm working, I'm doing something, I, I, I'm, I'm laying off food, uh, and, and I, I'm thinking more about that than I am worshiping God. This will be the wrong motivation for this fasting and prayer time this week. In other words, I don't want you to say, God, look at what I'm doing. God, I'm laying off food. God, now, now you've got to move in my life. Listen to me. Your fasting does not change God, nor does it change his word. The only thing your fasting is going to do is it's going to change you and position you to hear God clearer. Amen. Old Testament leaders, we said, fasted. Jesus evidently fasted. We know he was fasting one time for 40 days. Fasted. The early church modeled fasting and prayer as the ongoing lifestyle of a believer. For, for, for you know, so many years, it's, it's just been antiquated. It's you know, fasting, prayer. And, and all we think now, in this day, now we know the medical benefits of it. Now, now I get all kinds of things, and I've done a lot of this, maybe some of y'all too, intermittent fasting, not, not eating from 6 o'clock like, at night to like 12 o'clock the next day and see the benefits that that, 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 uh, that will do in your body. I've done a lot of that. Maybe you need to do that. But, but we're not just talking about natural things. Intermittent fasting or what it will do to your complexion and juicing and all, which I am a proponent of all that. But we're talking about the benefit, what's going to happen in your life spiritually as you lay off food and you just draw near to God. We do know the first sin that came into the human mankind was based on Eve 
eating. Eating. God used that. <laughs> I mean, we, we see where God said, don't eat that. Don't eat that. Eat any other tree. Eat freely from everything I've given. But we know the Lord and the temptation of that. And for many of us, the temptation, especially in our culture in America, is so strong concerning food and things like that, that um, we need to break and we need to change that. So I'm encouraging you, listen strongly, strongly begin a lifestyle of fasting and praying this week. Let me tell you what fasting and prayer is going to do for you. I've got about five or six things here. Fasting allows us, let's look at this. Fasting allows you to draw close to God and his will for your life. This is what it's going to do. I'm going to pull away from food. I'm going to skip a meal, and I'm going to draw close to God. I'm not just going to skip a meal and not draw close to you and your will. From I'm, I'm, that, because that's called dieting. That's not what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to fast. I'm going to, I'm going to fast. I'm going to get away from food fast. And I'm going to draw close to you. Come on, let's look at the second thought, what fasting allows us to do. It's going to allow us to be strengthened in your spirit to hear. Your spirit, man, will be strengthened so you can hear the voice of God. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm very, very uh, uh, um, encouraged to hear God more clearly in 2022. Third thing, fasting is going to allow you to push away from worldly things that creep into your lives. Has the world rushed into your life in a way that now you find yourself thinking things, doing things, entertaining things that maybe you hadn't previously, fasting's going to allow you to push away from worldly things. They're, they're going to be pushed out of your life. That's a benefit. A couple more here. Fasting allows you to silence the enemy. Silence and still the enemy that's allowed in your voice, loud in your thought, loud in your consciousness. Fasting is going to allow you to pull away from that and actually hear God clearly. And lastly, fasting is going to allow you to keep the flesh nature under the dominion of God. My flesh will not rule me. I am fasting. I am saying no to that. And I'm saying yes to God, yes to his word, yes to prayer. I want you more than I want my supersized fries. And I know that's a struggle for a lot of us. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, let's break that. It's saying yes to you and no to my flesh nature. I want to bring my flesh under the dominion of God. I want to get off. <laughs> let me encourage you this way, too. If you want to, it's all cool. But uh, 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 if you want to jump on the scale tomorrow, that's all good. But, but don't jump on the scale every day. Because, again, you're setting yourself up. For like, I'm doing something natural. Look how much weight I'm losing. Weight loss isn't the goal. Spirit strength is the goal. Okay. The, the, the literal meaning of the word for fasting actually means to cover the mouth. And so really what it's telling us is that as you, you abstain from food and cover your mouth and, and then take that time... To, to draw near to God. God, God sees that as a sacrifice. 
We know that food is for our physical body. It sustains us. It keeps us alive. But what we know is that the scripture is real clear that God's word is for our spiritual body and it sustains us and it activates the will of God in our lives. Now, now let, me, let me throw this at you. I know, I think everybody believes this, but let me, let me hit you in the mouth for a minute. You, you cannot be spiritually strong and biblically weak. You cannot be spiritually strong and biblically weak. And so if you are going to draw near to God, if you want your life to change this year, if you say, I want more victories than I do defeats, I want more wins than I do losses, I want things just to not affect me so much like they did in 2020 or 2022, I, I, I'm going to press in, and I'm asking you, God, to help me in some certain areas of my life, and my emotions, in that addiction, in, in, that, in that short temper, in that anger, in my tongue, in, in, in my fleshly longings, and in, in some things maybe I've struggled with. I, I, I'm asking you to do that, but listen to me. I, there's no way I'm going to, or you're going to be spiritually strong and biblically weak, so I, I, I'm, I'm pressing away from TV, and who? Hulu and Netflix and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and gaming and, every, and, and just wasting life. <laughs> and I'm going to press into you because I'm saying I'm going to press into you and your word because I want to finish 2022 strong. Can I get an amen in the room, everybody? Yeah. Here's, you know, Jesus said this. Come on, y'all know this. Everybody, I think, has heard it before. He, he said in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he said, It's written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on, come on, read it with me, every word that comes from the mouth of God. Come on, every word that comes from the mouth of God. So, so during this fast, set up a time, just, just set up your, your psyche right now. I want to get to know God better. I want to get acquainted with the word of God better. I, whether you know anything or not. Listen, if you've not read the Bible, this is your time to start reading the Bible. Wow. So during the fast, during this time, we're deliberately letting go of that which connects us to this world, which is food. You don't eat, you die. So, so I'm deliberately pulling away from food in order to receive spiritual strength from another world. So, so, so leaving the natural world and more aware, more conscious of, of the spiritual world. So, so, so denying, denying myself, denying the, the focus on food. Come on, we all know that, you know. If you've ever, y'all go on vacation and you're like me, the first thing you do when you go on vacation, you want to know where you're eating. Come on, somebody. Where are we eating? Every day, that's the discussion. Where are we eating? <laughs> and, 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 you know, I grew up in the South, and in the South, I don't, I think it is like everywhere, in the South, people, you know, what are we eating for breakfast? What are we eating for lunch? What are we eating for dinner? You grow up that way. And, uh, you know, just part of our lifestyle in this culture. Listen, let, let, let's flip that script this week, and let's not have so much dependence on our food and more dependence on God and his word. Amen, everybody? Good. Come on, if we're going to clap, let's clap a little bit. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's, uh, we talked about some things fasting is going to do. Let's talk about what fasting isn't. What fasting isn't. Because I think we need to know this. I don't think most Christians believe what I'm about to say. 
But we're here telling you the truth up in the church. Here's what fasting isn't. Look at this now. Fasting isn't a way to influence, impress, or manipulate God. God, look at me. I, I, I didn't eat breakfast today, so you got to heal mama. Lord, I didn't eat on Tuesday, and so I need, uh, you better give me the raise. You're trying to influence, impress, or manipulate God. It won't work. God doesn't change. God doesn't change. His word doesn't change. Listen to me. The only thing that will change that scenario is your faith in God, not your works. All right. A couple thoughts here. Fasting, another thought. Fast isn't a hunger strike designed to convince God to release what he has up until now held back. Lord, I've done everything else. Lord, you know, you, you know last year I gave him that big year-end offering. And so I didn't know when just giving the big year-end offering. Now I'm here fasting. So, so it's kind of like a hunger strike that we've seen in our generation. Somebody will go on a hunger strike to get something done. Somebody come to their aid. Somebody not, not to knock the building down. Someone to build something or whatever. And we've seen stuff. Maybe you've seen. You probably have in our generation. We've seen people in different cultures, different parts of the world, uh, 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 all of a sudden light themselves on fire to get something done. Doesn't impress God. Doesn't change God. It's not a hunger strike. All of a sudden, somehow I'm fasting and I've got God's arm behind his back saying, now you owe me. All right, fasting isn't a last-ditch effort to get through to God. Instead, it's a means of sharpening our spiritual senses so that God can get through to us. Read that one more time. Fasting isn't a last-ditch effort to get through to God. Instead, it's a means of sharpening our spiritual senses so that God can actually get through to us. A couple of things you're going to experience during this, uh, during this fast. Can I tell you the number one thing you're going to experience? Hunger. Hunger. Our bodies have been trained to eat. And probably in church right now, thinking about a fast, probably some of your stomachs are growling right now. You're already thinking about it. Um, so, so let me just give you a statement here that I wrote that hopefully will solve and answer a couple of questions concerning that. Hunger and cravings for food will give you an opportunity to present an offering to the Lord. Each time you deny your craving for the sake of your fast, you are placing a sacrifice on the altar. The offering is your obedience. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I'm encouraging you to do. Every time, because th this is one of the beautiful things why in our generation, I'm asking you to get off TV, get off movies, get off all that stuff, because what's going to happen on your electronic devices, somehow, someway, the devil's going to throw you every food commercial you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but it just happens. And so it, 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 you, just need to, you just need to get away from that. And, and, and then use the craving. 
use that which is working in your natural body and say, Lord, I'm going to sacrifice this meal. I'm going to sacrifice this time. And in obedience to what you've told me, the fast you've told me and chosen for me, I'm going to give this time as a sacrifice to you. Amen. Man. You can also experience during this time, you'll experience hunger, but you're also going to experience a desire for more of the things of God. That's the beauty of being on a fast, that God starts creating in you and I a desire for spiritual things, not just natural things. And I'm not going to say it's going to happen the first day, because the first day, maybe you skip a meal, or maybe you're going to, maybe you're going to just not eat all day, uh, and, and, and it, you're going to have to work through some things. I, I'm telling you, there, there might be some headaches. There, there, there might be some, uh, if you've extended We've done some long fasts. I've done some very long fasts in my life and sleeplessness and restlessness and just, you know, days, you know, 14, 17, 18, 20 days, 25 days not eating, (laughs) not eating any food. And just, again, I'm not advocating anybody do that. I'm advocating you listening to what God tells you to do because when you follow God, God's going to pour something into your life that you haven't seen up until now, whatever that looks like for you. So we're advocating you listening to what God is telling you to do. And again, it's not just not eating. Now I've got to devote, I want to devote that time. I've got 30 minutes at lunch at work. So I'm not going to eat the lunch at work, and I'm going to go to my car. I'm going to walk in the park. I'm going to get out of the office. I'm going to get out of my house if I'm in my house, and I'm going to, I'm going to devote that time to God. Make, make it special. Make it, make it applicable to whatever your scenario is, and God is going to honor that. Again, it's not dieting. We're not talking about losing weight. We're not talking, that's not the motivation. The motivation isn't natural. It, it's, it's spiritual. Um, and again, I want to encourage you to, 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 to devote as much time as you can to what I would call concentrated prayer, but focus on listening. Because as you get alone with God, you're going to start hearing God talk to you in your spirit. A um, couple thoughts here. I'm just going to read you one more block of scriptures, and I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to be quick today, not going to be all day, because I think if we talk about fasting too long, people start checking out, and all we do is start getting hungry. So, uh, I know, I know some of you are thinking right now, I've got one more last day to really eat. Anybody ever been there? Come, any, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, we're getting pizza. We're getting, come on, we're getting carne asada fries. We got one last kick at the cat. Yeah. Come on. So look, look, look now. Your fast isn't a competition. I like this thought. Your fast isn't a competition. What God calls you to do He also provides the power for you to accomplish. This is why you asking God, if you haven't already, what do you want me to do? Because if he tells you, hey, I want you to skip a meal for the next five or six days. I want you to skip lunch. Guess what he's going to do? He gives you the power to accomplish that. Whatever he's asked you to do. It isn't a competition. So I'm not going to ask anybody, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? I don't care what you're doing. And you shouldn't care what I'm doing. Obey 
what God calls you to do. Amen, everybody? So your fast is actually going to be a training ground for learning to submit your flesh to your spirit. It's going to be a training ground. Every year, in every sporting, pro sports, college sports, every year when they report at the beginning of their training camp, they go over the same things every single year. This is going to be a training ground for us just to come back, and I'm going to submit. I've been doing this for 40 years now. Personally, this is going to be another time. I'm just saying, Lord, I'm submitting my flesh to you again today. I want to be more led by your spirit than I am my mind or my flesh. I want to be more spirit conscious than body conscious. I want to be more connected to your world than this world. Can anybody say amen, amen, amen? Let's look at one more block of scripture. Then I'm going to give you a couple of different thoughts here as we wind up closing. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. It's a block of scriptures that Jesus actually said this, started talking there and saying that he's going to do something. Something's going to powerfully happen when you fast, when you pray, and when you give. He used those three things. When you fast, when you pray, and when you give. Let's look at what he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. He says, and when you fast, now, now, now check it out, and when you fast, come on, read that with me, and when you fast, did, did, didn't say, and if you fast, didn't say if you fast, he said, and when you fast, do you know in the Bible there is nothing that says, hey, Christians, hey, Old Testament people, hey, y'all that made Jesus the Lord of your life, New Testament people, fast the first Monday of every month. Not one scripture. Not one scripture. Because God is telling us, I want you to fast as I have chosen for you. You can choose to fast whenever you want. I know people, I know friends that they fast every single week a certain time. That's part of their spiritual regimen. They've worked that into their, into their psyche, their mental psyche, their spiritual attuning to God every single week. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give an extended period of time to God. I think that's brilliant. I've never quite got into that. I think it's amazing. But, but, but Jesus says here, and when you fast, check out what he says. Don't make it obvious. Now, now, now we know in the church and you online as well, this is what we're going to do. I know so many of my friends and pastors Pastor friends, they're all doing this right now. So, 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 but he's talking about in the Old Testament, they would make it obvious. Look, look, look what Jesus said. They're like hypocrites. Don't be like them. They try to look miserable and, and disheveled. So people would admire them for their fasting. Hey, look at us. They, 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 they throw ashes on their head and, and they look disheveled. They wouldn't shave. They, they would be kind of nasty. They Come on, everybody. He says, no, don't. That's not what we want. He says, I tell you the truth. That's the only reward they're ever going to get. If you're looking for something external, that's the only reward you get. If you're looking to look bad, if you're looking to lose weight, that's the only reward you get. Jesus says, well, when you fast, come on, somebody, comb your hair. Wash your face, brush your teeth, put your makeup on, paint that barn. He says, no, no one. <laughs> I was just seeing if you were listening. No one will notice that you are fasting. Don't let anybody know you're fasting except your father. Come on, somebody. Father, not, not natural father, spiritual father. Who knows what you do in private? How many know God knows what you do in private? Can I get an amen up in the house? 
He knows what you do in private. And your father, who sees everything, one translation says sees in secret, will reward you. Will reward you openly, it says in a lot of different translations. Will reward you. So we're not fasting to be seen by anybody natural. We're fasting to be seen by God. I want to draw close to you. You see me. I don't, want, I don't care what anybody else does. Jesus said, when you fast, when you pray, when you give, so many have given this past year generously, even big year-end offering and all that. Jesus said, God, the Father, will reward you, will reward you openly. In other words, there'll be things you see, or let me say it this way. There are things that will never happen that should happen unless you fast, pray, and give. One more time. There are things that should happen that never will happen unless you as a believer say, I'm going to give generously. I'm going to pray often, and I'm going to regularly ask God, what are you wanting me to do concerning fasting? Wow. A couple different kinds of fasts. Let's just talk about it. There's a total fast. A total fast is drinking water only. I don't advocate that for somebody who's not experienced in it, where you just drink water only. It's a total fast. Maybe you could do it for, maybe you could do it for a meal. You, you could definitely do it for a meal. You could probably do it for a day. You know, if you've never done it, again, I'm encouraging you to set the bar low and let's get some victories this week where we can start making fasting a regular part of our life. But a total fast is just drinking water only for every, what extended period of time that is. Uh, another kind of fast is what we just call a, a partial fast. Not eating, you know, sun up to sundown or not eating certain meals certain days. It's a partial fast. It, again, find out what God wants you to do. And the, the last one is just what we call a selective fast. And that's, you know, like the Daniel fast. You're eating fruits and vegetables, nuts, etc., cetera, uh, grains. You're just eating certain kinds of things. I'm going to pull away from fatty things. I'm going to pull away from, you know, fast food and junk and all that kind of stuff. And we do know the natural side, even with the book of Daniel. Daniel, the, 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 the brothers there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were, they were 10 days not eating certain of the king's delicacies. And the scripture says, the brother looked at him and said, man, y'all look, you're complexion and everything looks a whole lot different than them brothers over there. So we know there's a natural benefit, but it's not just the natural side, it's the spiritual side that we're after. The scripture says that we talked about even over the Christmas season is that there was a, a woman named Anna. She was a prophetess. She served God, the scripture says, with fastings and prayers. Check it out. Serve God with fastings. In obedience to you, I'm letting go of the food and I'm drawing close to you. Again, the New Testament doesn't give us any scripture that says the length of time or the days or the months or the seasons. We need to be led by the Spirit and not get attracted to food, but get attracted to God. Amen, everybody? Four things in closing. Come on, we throw some cool music on here. We, our keyboard guys are all out this week. We'll be back Friday night. Come on, don't miss Friday night. I think really I got something stirring in me about Friday night. So come on out Friday night. Come on, we're going to believe God for breakthrough. Amen. Come on, breakthrough on Friday night. Amen, everybody? We'll have, we'll have the whole band here. I'll be singing a special. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be singing. <laughs> Y'all say I'm going to be fasting then if you're doing that. <laughs> Here's what I'm asking you. Four things in closing. 
Maybe screenshot these if you want. Get your phone out. Every day for the next week, take time to do these four things. Number one, I'm asking you to look to him. Look to him. What do you mean? This is your focus. This is your focus. I'm going to look to you. So, so as I fast and pray, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to lower myself. I, I, I'm, listen, I'm not going to make my fast. Don't make your fast about you. Make the fast about who. I, I'm not going to make the fast about myself. I'm going to take the time and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip the coin. Not about me, not about you. It's about who I'm honoring you in obedience to what you've told me, what you've chose for me. I'm pressing in. So every day as I look to him, it's not <laughs> God, I'm, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. No, no, no. I, my flesh is, but I, I, I'm drawing near to God. I'm drawing near to you. So I look to you. So that is more passionate than the food. Second thing I'm asking you to do, look to him, number one. Number two, listen to him. Listen to him. What are you talking about? This is the ear of your heart, the ear of your heart. Everybody, listen real quick. I'm asking you to spend five to ten minutes in quietness every day. Every day. I don't know how your day works. I don't know how your day goes. If I don't do this early, listen to me, it does not get done. I would encourage you to get it done early if that's how your clock works. Spend five to ten minutes in quietness. Learn to be still and listen. Over the course of all the years, Again, doing in-church, all-church prayers, corporate prayers, whatever you want to call them. It's so interesting, I have found, that whenever we have tried to have a quiet time in church, after about 80 to 90 seconds, all of a sudden, there is stirring, there is awkward coughing, there is moving around, because people just can't be still. If you do not know and learn the beauty of quietness and stillness, the voice of the world will rage loud in your life. Learn to be still and listen with the ear of your heart. Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? Fine-tune your heart to hear his voice. The only way you'll fine-tune your heart to hear his voice is if you are in his word. So you got to add that and factor that in. Which brings us to this. Number three, learn. Learn from him. Look to him, listen to him, learn from him. This is your Bible reading. Again, if you do not have a daily Bible reading plan, I'm reading this book, I'm reading this devotional, I'm reading these scriptures, I want to read a Proverbs every day, I'm going to read a chapter every day, I'm going to read a certain amount of scriptures every day, you need to begin because you will not be strong spiritually unless you listen to God's voice daily. Your mind needs to be renewed every day. 
Scripture tells us that. You need to read the Bible every day. Not every week. Coming to church isn't enough. This is supposed to be the ice cream. This is the, this is the chocolate cake. The meat and potatoes of your life is what you do every single day in your own time. That's how the foundation of your life is strong. What verses as you read, as you read every day, what, 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 what verses are standing out? What verses are standing out? What, what, as you read that, what's all of a sudden you're just drawn to, right? You're, you're just drawn to it. It's just all of a sudden you're reading and it's like it just gets highlighted in your Bible. What's, what's going on there? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit. He wants you to lean in and just think about that for a few minutes. Listen, the goal in Bible reading, can I say this, isn't to read the Bible in a year. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm down with that. But if you read the Bible in a year, you never remember anything. Why did you read the Bible in a year? Guess why? That's called works. I got to check. I'm not against reading the Bible in a year. I'm more against reading something and working in your life and having it as a part of your life. I'm more a proponent of that. Fourthly and finally, lean on him. Just lean on him. Here's what I want you to do the next week. This is your posture. I, I, I'm going I'm to let you strengthen me. I, I'm not going to be just strong, naturally strong, business-wise, strong in my money, strong in the job, the career I have. I want to be strong in my spirit. I want to be more God-dependent than self-dependent. I want to be. I want to depend on you more than I do me. So I'm gonna during this time. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean on you. I just. I want to get in my mind that I'm like John, the beloved disciple who was leaning on Jesus' chest. There were seventy that hung around Jesus. They sent him out two by two in every city he went to before. There were the twelve. Then there were three that were closer: Peter, James, and John. Then there was one named John. Who was called the, he called himself the beloved apostle. Pretty cool, isn't it? What John's saying is, Jesus loved me the best. He was laying on Jesus' chest the time, even close when Judas betrayed him. I, I, wanna, I just wanna lean on him. I, I wanna take this week and just get a little bit closer. And I'm encouraging you, as you do that, you're gonna become more and more God dependent and less and less. Self-dependent. This is going to be an amazing, an amazing week for you and for us. Be with us 6 o'clock on Tuesday night here, and we're going to pray for about an hour. It'll be impactful for you. And then for sure, be with us Wednesday, excuse me, Friday night at 7 p.m. We're going to worship God and just kick this thing off, uh, this year off with a great, great bang. We're going to have an amazing year. Let's start it right Let's start it spiritual. Let's see what God says, and let's see what God has for us. Can you say amen, everybody? Can you give God a big hand clap? Praise the Lord for the word working in us. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, bow your head. Let's close your eyes. Everybody at the house as well. Father, we honor you. Help us. Come on, just pray this, this right. Play this with me, everybody. Just help us. Help me. Help me. Help me this week. Help me this week. Help me, Father. The fast that you've chosen for us. Let us hear what you want us to do, Lord God. And thank you for the spiritual strength to do it. As we obey you, as we obey your word, you're going to work your good pleasure in us in a new and a very special way. We thank you for this year. We thank you that you crown the year with bounty and goodness, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for your anointing in our lives because of Jesus Christ. That you're working out all things according to your pleasure. 
We surrender our lives again to you today. Father, as we obediently submit and follow your will for our lives. Strengthen us with might in our inner man to be able to do what you're calling us to do. Thank you, Father. While your head's bowed, your eyes closed, no one looking around, come on, give everyone the right to privacy in the room. Maybe you're here for the first time. Maybe you've been here many times. Maybe you're listening online, and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. I cannot think of a better thing to do the very first Sunday of a new year than to surrender your life.